So this is it. This is life. This is quarter life crisis. This is Scattered the Podcast. Welcome to Scatter the Podcast. My name is Katie Gallagher. I am your host. And I'm coming to you today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm setting the scene. The fire is lit. You can probably hear my fire fan ticking in the background because I listened back to two episodes ago and you could hear the washing machine going mad. So uh, now you can hear the fan. Um, I am sitting on my couch. The dog wants to go outside, but he only wants to go outside because it is raining. And every time it rains, oh no, he's decided to sit on the couch and watch me do this. Hello. Do you think I'm talking to you? Do you think we're having a conversation? Yes, we are. Anyway, it is raining outside. It is a miserable Saturday afternoon. But it is a Saturday afternoon that I have, for the first time ever, taken a chill day. And done things, nothing, done, have done, have completed no work related tasks, which is fantastic. My fairy lights are on, fire is lit, the full house is clean. She's, and now the cleaning the house doesn't count as work for me. I just really love, I take pride in my place. So that's done. And I'm coming to you today, ladies and gentlemen, one year older than I was the last time. I am 25. <gasps> Dramatic pause. Oh, sorry, Albert. I kind of gave him a scare there. He's watching me. I'm actually going to film him while I'm recording. And we're going to put it up on the old Instagrammy. But anyway, I am 25 years older. What the hecky who? I know, Albert. He's looking at me and he's just shocked at the idea of me being older. It is crazy. But anyway, look, I'm here anyway. And I had a great birthday. And I had a lot of things to think about. And I had a lot of things to... Oh! Albert, oh jeez, oh jeez, the whole shop is going off on me. I was recording myself, but I didn't realize my phone was on full blast. So apologies for that. Wow. Um, yeah, I had a great birthday. It was nice. Um, the Friday, the actual, my birthday is the fifteenth, and the actual Friday was dismal because I was in work and I just was getting pulled left, right, and center. But the Saturday was lovely. My friends came down. My close friends came down. We had a little party in the pub that I live in front of Albert don't you dare scratch that bed oi 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 he does not give two shits Albert please go to sleep okay you sleep for a bit I do my work we'll go and have another walk afterwards okay anyway it was a great day we went we had a party and um we got very very drunk (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that does not mean that it was it was it would have been a good party without the drink either but it was uh, oh geez the the washing machine's going on in the background now anyway I'm coming to you with the quarter life crisis because I really wanted to do this episode looking back on my life and looking back and seeing what I'm bringing new into the 25 years what you should be bringing into your new lease of life etc etc wow there's so many noises going on in the background here guys that I cannot focus I actually have gotten so much worse than what I used to be I used to be able to kind of focus on two things at once I cannot do it now 
I really can't. Like that fan ticking in the background is pissing me off. But I'm not going to stop because it's the only time I'll have to do the podcast. So I'm going to stop this, listen back, and then we're going to talk about what are the main things I want to bring into year 25 and also some really mundane stuff some really stupid stuff to get you through the bank holiday hopefully you're you're curing a hangover hopefully you had a great bank holiday and um well by the time this is out it'll be the monday the bank holiday so let me listen back to this and then we'll go This episode has been a really long time in the making. I've been thinking about this for a good long while. It's The whole idea started to kick off when I went for a walk with Albert about two or three weeks ago. And I started thinking, looking back over the last two years. Now, obviously, I realise COVID's in this. So I take exactly what I'm about to say with a pinch of salt. But like, it kind of hit me that the last few years, I've been really, really, really unhappy and I suppose I still am at the moment, but I allowed myself to be in that cycle of unhappiness for so long and I couldn't put it into words of what I was going on in my mind. I couldn't really manage it, but like everything else, Emma Chamberlain's episodes and she gave me the words that I needed. She put it in this very easy way because until when you're younger, now I keep, I keep talking as if I'm like really old. I know I'm young as well, but... When you're younger, you're constantly worrying about who's the boy I'm going to text? Who is the person that I'm going to talk to today? Who's my friend today? These are all Emma Chamberlain's words, by the way. Who, what drama do I have to avoid today? Do you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff, all those ideas. But when you're older, it's kind of just like, how am I going to keep my own? Now, Emma says her own mental simulation, but for me, it's my inner peace. I'm really focused on inner peace now and doing what I love, and doing something meaningful with myself. So, I think the main things I've learned myself would be, the thing my mother has been telling me since day one, you don't need a big group of friends. You really don't. And even then, with the friends you love and are always there for you, sometimes we're all going to let each other down at some point. So, one letdown is not the be-all and end-all. It doesn't mean it's an end of a friendship. Um, but yeah, you will only have one or a few friends. I really learned this year, especially because I decided, I decided around last November, that was it. I wasn't going to put as much, not as much effort in, but I wasn't going to be the first one every single time. I'm not going to be that person to start the conversation every single time, to plan the, the days out every single time. And I would wait and I'll see Will they reciprocate? Now we've been talking about the same shit every single pro- every single podcast. I've been saying the same thing. They didn't reciprocate, except for a certain few, which I love. So that's really taught me to pull back a little bit. And my mom always said it: trying too hard will get you nowhere. Obviously, trying hard to work on relationships, work on friendships, that will get you somewhere. But trying too hard will never get you anywhere, because like we've said before. Trying too hard, apologizing all the time, making excuses for other people's behaviors, that sets the precedent, the precedent even, of how they're going to treat you. So that's a major thing I've learned with friends and stuff. The next thing I've learned is work related. And definitely this has happened this September and October more than it ever has. 
do not kill yourself for a job. Do not push yourself over the edge for a job because that job is going to replace you if you go. That job will not, they will mourn your loss maybe for about a week or so, but they're not going to mourn you really. Like I was thinking about, I'm going to, this is a bit triggering, so apologies, trigger warning for anyone who gets triggered by conversations of suicide and whatever. There have been times where I'm like, that's it, I'm done now. I'm done. I need to go now. But then I would start thinking, I, I, it happens nearly all the time around my period time. I get really, really sad, really depressed. And I always start thinking, who would actually show up at my funeral? Okay, this is really dark. Okay, I realise that. It's very dark. But then I start thinking to myself, the job, like the world would still go on. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it'd be all and end all. So I think... <laughs> A job will mourn you, but it won't mourn you for as much as you'd want it to mourn you. So don't be killing yourself over a job. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that conversation. Where was I going with that? Yeah, so jobs, like, yeah, grant, push yourself. And they always say, in teaching especially, before you get your CID, you do absolutely everything you're asked. But the problem with that is, you are pushing yourself so far. And then when you actually do get CID, which is contract of indefinite uh, permanency or whatever the fuck it is, I don't even, indefinite duration even, um, it also sets the precedent, the precedent that you're going to do sweet, you're going to do it all when you become permanent. And obviously you should, that shouldn't be the, that shouldn't be the idealism, but that's the way it is. And I think Mam put it really well for me this week because like I've been saying guys for so long I've been battling this I really have been battling this and it's really got me down because I don't want to be the type of teacher or the type of person to hate their job and I don't want that I really don't want to go into a classroom and the students like the students turn to me and be like you really don't like this anymore do you but Mam put it very clearly to me and it makes sense now myself and my brother and probably my sister as well to a degree, but it would have been in different things. And my mother. We're, we get very bored very easily. We reach a goal. Once we get that goal reached, it's kind of boring now. We're kind of like, Ugh, okay, whatever. So for me, for so long, it was reach the goal of getting con- uh, the CID. But now that I've got it, I'm like, eh, I don't really care now. I'm done now. And obviously, of course, the kids are so important. I would lose, I would risk my life for those kids. I would lay my life down for those children in that school. I love them to bits. They are the sweetest children. Some of them come from the most hardest of backgrounds. And I really, really appreciate their kindness to me. I really do. And that's the only thing keeping me going, to be honest. But I am very much bored. <laughs> I'm very bored. And I'm definitely ADHD it's definitely undiagnosed ADHD without a shadow of a doubt but anyway that's another thing and the final major thing that I've learned over this time has been huge and paramount in my conversations with myself is you do not have to be at rock bottom to talk to somebody now again you will be met with the people who don't take you seriously because you're talking about it like again trigger warning there were some really really tough times these last few weeks really really bad and one of the days I was told to a particular person I'm not going to say their name or anything because I don't want to out them because obviously they didn't mean it to hurt my feelings the way it did but like they turned to me and they're like yeah you talk you're you're talking about it so like you're obviously not going to do it and it's true I'm not going to do anything but do you know what I mean that mentality is not good because so many people 
in the, in this country, and I've talked about this before. I don't know if I talked about it on a spot pot podcast even but I've definitely talked about it in in my friend circles we all are at that idea we have this idea that if we suffer and if we don't suffer in silence it's not considered proper suffering if that makes sense so for example me talking to that person saying look I'm feeling really really down I don't know if I'm going to make it through this I don't know how much longer I can hang on like Obviously, a lot of people are feeling that as well. I know I'm not the only one. Sorry, in case anyone... See, there we go again. There we go again with the, with this. Anyway, like, if we say that we're at rock bottom and we don't know how much longer we're going to go on, people just assume, ah, they've talked to me about it now. They're not going to do anything. That didn't make the night easier after I talked to that person. That didn't make the feelings go away. If you are suffering in silence, obviously, it's awful. But you can suffer just as much trying to talk to somebody. And is that not what we're all preaching? We're all preaching, talk to somebody, talk to somebody, talk to somebody. But yet, when you do talk to somebody, nobody seems to take it fucking seriously. And that's not good, lads. This is not a good little culture that we've set ourselves up for in this country and in other places as well. So my advice to you, ladies and gentlemen, is do not let yourself get to rock bottom. Talk it out the second you feel that way. And it will break this cycle. It will break this awful cycle of talk, trying to talk to someone, being shut down, then ending up feeling like you can't talk to anybody. Because that, I'm just using my example. I'm not trying to sound like a martyr or anything. But like my, like when that person talked to me, I was like, that's, there's something switched off my head. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to talk to that person again about, about my feelings. I'm never going to be able to say, I'm really not, I'm really, I'm really not doing well here. And I'm never going to be able to say I really don't think I can hang on much longer. Do you know what I mean? And it has an awful effect on you. And I hope I'm never that way. For I hope no one's listening to this and saying, but you're the bitch that do, does that to me. I hope I never have. And if you are listening and you feel like you're at a low point, please reach out. Even if it's to me who hasn't a fucking clue what she's doing, it's better to talk than to not talk at all. And that's the God honest truth. But that's that's a major thing I've learned. And a major thing I've learned is just to talk. Is just to just talk things out. Whether it be in a friendship and someone's crossed a boundary for you. Whether it be in a relationship. Like bottling up does nothing. It does nothing for anyone. Even if it's something so basic. I'll use an example for myself and Grace. Okay. My dear, dear friend Grace. The bestest of friends. There was a point, we had a night out at one point, the two of us, and I, she doesn't mind me telling the story. And one of us was, to, like, we both were talking to people that possibly the other person wasn't really happy with us talking to. And we talked about it after. We laid the ground, we talked about it. We didn't bottle it up, and it was done. And you see, that's how mature people handle their things. And I see people do this the whole time. They're like, oh, I could never say that to that person. You have to say it. Because how else are you going to know? Like, what's the major thing that's a problem in relationships? No communication. What's the major problem with friendships? No communication. Now, I will say, I'm very blessed in my family that eventually we will listen to each other. But I do have a lot of students at the moment who are definitely having trouble balancing this communication aspect with their families. Look, lads... When it comes to families, we have to remember that our that their older siblings 
older parents, parents in general, aunts, uncles, they all come from a different generation. We, they came from the generation of bottle it up, suck it up, go to work, say nothing. So for them, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to, for them to, to use these tools. So for example, I think I said it, I don't know if it's a smart metaphor, but it's like we have the tools. As the younger generation, we have the tools to fix the broken machine, okay? The broken machine being our mental health. We have the tools for it, okay? But... Talking to our parents sometimes, and I say this sometimes, is like talking, is like getting the parents to try and fix the machine without the tools. They don't know how, and this is not in a condescending way, they were never taught to talk about their feelings. We were taught from day one, we were taught, you have to talk about these things, you have to express yourself, this is how you express yourself. Like we're so lucky. They were never taught that. In school, if they even cried, they'd get a baiting. So you got to remember these things. And definitely that's a big, a big thing with myself and my mom. Now we fight like we do, we go, when we go for each other, we go for each other. Like it is World War Three. The two other, this Marie and Thomas just hit the deck. Like, but we've learned a lot as well. I've learned a lot. I've learned that you have to say things in a certain way with mom before she, and sorry mom, I'm not outing you, but, and I'm going to talk about myself in a second. Like I have to say certain things in ways for mom so she, so she doesn't feel like it's an attack. And I have to be very open and I have to be very quick to say, this is not an attack on you, but this is just how I feel. And I just wanted to get this out here and it's just a problem, but let's fix it. And her, she's learned that when I'm upset, I don't really want advice until I've calmed down when I'm crying and I'm upset I just want cooing noises and I think that's something that you all need to figure out with your relationships as well um whether they be friendship family or whatever it's very hard and I've I've remember I've one student particularly in mind who would talk to me about home life and whatever and I just feel Firstly, I feel very, very lucky that my mother is a very open woman. But secondly, I just wish I could fix it. And I wish, and I just want to like literally swim in a sea full of knowledge of how to help this situation. And it's definitely pushed me into doing some things that like some psychology modules, some thinking about going into counselling, thinking about, or as in do it, being a counsellor and going into counselling myself as well. But these are all things that are really important. So that's probably a three and a, number three and number four. Don't be at rock bottom, but also really work on your relationships because life is too short to be fighting with someone, really. And your relationship with your family and yourself are the two most important things. They really are. They really, really are. So that was me bullshitting for a bit. But anyway, I was thinking there to myself as well. My younger self, what would I say to her? Like what if she was sitting in front of me right now, what would I say to Katie? What was the pinnacle moment for me when I was younger? It was also another thing that was coming up for me. And the two were kind of connected. I remember one of the girls that I thought was really, really cool in secondary school. I remember her. She had said something about me. And it got back to me and she had said that I was a really negative person, maybe second year. Okay. 
And that stuck with me for the rest of my days. It still stuck to me because I don't want to be a negative person and it really gave me the shake up that I wanted and I needed. But that was a pinnacle moment for me. But then when I think about little Katie, scared out of her wits, and people who know me know what I'm talking about there, but what would I say to her? Like, I just... I think a major thing would have been, for me, would be not everything has to be a drama. And if I could go back to my younger self and shake myself, because I thought I was in a Disney program. If I liked a boy, I'd shut him out, wouldn't talk to him, thinking that he would love me more for that, which was ridiculous, so stupid. Like, the only time I thought I would be heard as if I shouted or if I was the loudest in the room or I had the most extravagant stories and I think I know exactly where it comes from but I'm not comfortable to say it here but poor Katie not poor Katie but like poor people around little Katie oh Jesus if I could go back to my teachers and just apologize I just had no awareness do you know what I mean? And I never, and it's actually so funny because I never had awareness until I watched, started watching YouTube. <laughs> Which is such a silly thing. I never had awareness of my words until I watched YouTube and watched apology videos and saw how words affected people. Or how, well, really how words got people in trouble. And I kind of l- learned backwards if for, for want of a better way of phrasing it. But I also just wanted to tell young Katie that... It was going to be okay. Um, that the problems would 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 ease themselves out. They'd level themselves out. And that Marie and Thomas were going to be fine. There was nothing wrong with Marie and Thomas. And Marie and Thomas were going to be okay. They didn't see... They, they may not have seen the same things I had seen. They, they didn't... And it's so funny talking about f- events with my family... Uh, with Marie and Thomas. And seeing their side of the perspective. And it's mad to think that... Pinnacle moments. So, for example, the day the the day Dad left, um, the Dad, Mom, and Dad told us they were splitting up, and Dad was moving out. I remember it one way, but Marie and Thomas remember it a whole different way, and that that's just mad. But anyway, it gets better. It gets better. And if you are thinking, what are you going to say to your older self? Just hold on, because your older self is going to teach you something that you don't even know yet. And like you gotta just hold on and see what he or she or you or they or whatever way you want to pronoun whatever pronouns you use, they have stories to tell you and they have things to tell you. So hold on, that's the main thing. Anyway, um, I think as well another thing I would tell myself would be relation to food. I wish somebody had sat me down. And explained food to me. Now obviously. Mam and dad. They did their best. But I, I definitely wish I had gotten a professional in. To, to teach me about food. Because for so long I had used food as a weapon. And I would starve myself for days. I don't. I do not recommend that. I do not care what effect it puts on your body. Do not do that to yourself. Because you just. You become a shell of yourself. 
I then I would get really emotional and overeat. Sorry, you can hear the washing machine in the background. I would. I started going to the gym when I was in fifth year, which is scary because now I I'm sitting in front of students who are in second year who go to the gym five times a day or five times a week. Sorry, which is crazy. But no one taught me how to match my food with my gymming. And I was just eating nothing, going into the gym, getting dizzy, being afraid, like being afraid that I wouldn't lose the weight, being afraid that someone would see me naked and it would be disgusting. And that was so preoccupying on my brain. It was unbelievable. And food did not have to be my enemy just because I didn't like I didn't know what pasta was until well I knew what it was but I didn't really know what it tasted like or anything until I went to college when I was in digs and my landlady would make the dinners for us and we'd get all this different food and I'm like oh my god there's other types of food I don't have to have I don't know what whatever but like it just food is such an important thing and I think that's something that I really wish younger Katie had been taught about Jeez, my washing machine's going for it back there. But anyway. So if you are somebody who goes to the gym all the time and has a busy sports lifestyle or someone who doesn't and just wants to eat nice food, please look up the professionals. Body Y, I think, is really important. Like, you might have an eating disorder that you didn't even know about or you might have the pattern of disordered eating please mind yourself please god because where's the one time we all come together what's the one thing that dictates our whole day pretty much is food (laughs) so please have a good relationship with it it's not a weapon it is your friend and you just need to find something that works for you that's something that i really think is so important and then that's what i'm talking about talking about family food gym technically as well and relationships holy moly um where do I start with this one if I could talk to younger Katie in secondary school you don't have to have a drama to get a boy's attention it really just brings the wrong type of boys around you to be honest and I wish someone had told me that you don't need to be involved in relationship problems of others you don't need to be a voice of reason or what you think is a voice of reason you just need to stay out of it (laughs) that was my one problem I couldn't stay out of things I couldn't I didn't I didn't want to stay out of things I wanted to know what was going on and I still do want to know what's going on to a certain extent but if someone's fighting or if someone's having relationship problems or if someone is battling something in their mind or fighting or whatever you want to say it you don't need to push for it you don't need to know you just need to sit there and listen to whatever they want to tell you if they want to tell you anything if they don't tell you anything change subject make put them in a good form you don't need to get involved but anyway with relationships (sighs) gee go with your gut it's the only thing i can say go with your gut and when you feel that there is a problem It is better to be alone than to be unhappy in a relationship and know there's problems. My first, I'm like I've always said, my first probably my first boyfriend was probably the the best. If you can even use that word, um, because we would fight in the moment. If we were have to have a fight, we would fight it there and then, and then move on, and it'd be done. And that really, I know for myself, that's something I really appreciate. 
And then if you, the main thing is trust your gut. And if there is a red flag going off in your head, bloody listen to it because you're two years down the line and you're still in the same fucking cycle. And you're even after, even long after, years after, I think five years down the line, the problems are still stuck in your fucking head. So do not put yourself through it just because you don't want to be alone or you think nothing better is coming. The better thing will come. And if that person is not, and finally, I think another thing when it comes to relationships is, sorry, so trust your gut, talk it out there and then, or respect each other's styles. Maybe you're with someone who doesn't want a confrontation at straight away and needs to walk away and then come back. Do that, but talk about that beforehand anyway, whatever. And trust the red flags and trust your gut. My gut told me a very, very long time ago about a few boys that I've been talking to and I ignored every time. And it wasn't good. And take your friend's advice too. Actually, that's another thing. Because my friend Emma, Miss Emma O'Neill, if you are listening, which I highly doubt you are, but if you are, you're a genius. Um, Emma has a fantastic radar for people. And she's always right. Always. Without fail, the woman is never wrong when it comes to people. And... I used to never take what she said very seriously as in I used to say oh I trust myself whatever I know I know the person myself she's not seeing the same person I'm seeing yes she fucking well was I just was blind okay so trust what your friends have to say your close friends I take it don't you don't have to like dump the person because they don't like the person but take it all with a pinch of salt take it all in do you know what I mean? You don't have to do anything about it, but just take it all in. Because remember, they see other things you don't. And they also know you more uh, from the outside than you know yourself. Because obviously from the inside, we'll feel that we are a certain person, but from the outside, it's a different story. So take that into consideration too. And wait. Wait. Just think about things and wait because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. And rushing into things is all well and good when you're younger. But I think now I'm past the point of rushing into things. I need to think about things a bit deeper. And take time for yourself. Like literally, I think taking a year, because it's nearly up to the year now actually. Yeah. Um by myself I'm a year by myself totally by myself not trying to talk to lads now obviously there's been a few lads that have been texting here and there whatever <laughs> look at me subtle flexing that's not a flex oh my god it's not a flex but anyway like you've been chatting here and there but I never I've on purpose not gone anywhere further with it because I needed a year to myself to to find out who I am and I'm really glad I did it now I'm not saying take a whole year but I'm t- saying to you you gotta take time you have to take time for yourself. You have to find out who you are. And every year you're going to change. You're going to be a very, very different person in two years' time. So just get to know each version of yourself, each season of yourself. It sounds really fucking cheesy, but I mean it. Do it now. Uh, and if you're in a relationship, don't do it. Find yourself with them. Hmm? What am I saying? Anyway, you know what I'm saying.
But yeah, my hopes for year 25 is just to be happy. And just really work on my happiness, my inner peace. And be selfish about it. There's nothing selfish about wanting inner peace, I don't think. And I think that's something I've had to learn too. That like, there's nothing selfish with putting yourself first. There's nothing selfish, there's nothing wrong with it. And for the first few times you do it, you'll feel a little bit dirty. And you feel like, oh, I'm doing a horrible thing here. You're not. You're doing the right thing. You're doing the good thing. I think, anyway. And not the end of the world if you don't go into the office. Like, for me with the music school, not the end of the world if I don't go in every day. If I go in every second day. If I don't go in for a week. It's grand. Trust yourself. Do you know what I mean? Now, just for context, I don't teach in the school. I just work admin now. So, like, obviously, all I need is a computer, really. But there's nothing wrong with taking a Sunday off. There's nothing wrong with taking a, uh, a Saturday off. There's nothing wrong with picking a long, hot shower or bath or whatever you do over going out on the lash with your friends. There's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want in the moment. I also would think it's really important for people that I really, I really have found great comfort in. Find influencers or celebrities or somebody that you love that really resonates with you that's along your lines Emma Chamberlain being mine because and just follow them and enjoy their content and just have content you enjoy on your Instagram feeds on a side note but like the and I you know this if you're an if you've been a long time listener I quote Emma Chamberlain every single podcast because she says and this is the same feeling that a lot of people have with Emma Chamberlain she puts into words how I'm feeling that I couldn't describe. Like Emma has given me the the words and the verbiage to explain to my friends and my family how I'm feeling at that moment. Or even to myself, how I feel myself. But year 25, I plan to travel. I plan to hike and walk. Hiking and walking with Albert is just the biggest head clearer and it's something I've really 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 enjoy I love picking a place to go getting the song ready on TikTok I know it sounds really stupid and people are like oh you should live off your phone but I love videography I'm loving taking little snapshots of the walk looking back on it looking back on the good times but standing up on top of a mountain or a hill or whatever and just feeling safe and free and the fresh air it does wonders for you that's something I definitely want to take on. I keep on, I should say. I definitely feel that 25 is going to be the year of meaningful work. And work that is meaningful, but also time, meaningful time. Spending my time wisely. Not spending it on the phone all the time. Not worrying about who's viewed my story. And that's one thing I really need to get on straight away. Because I'm always worrying. Oh, my... Watch has just told me to breathe. Hi, Albert. You coming up to me? I know it's weird, isn't it? It's weird. Yeah. You okay? Yeah, lie down on the pillow. Yeah, good man. Um, I should breathe. I will breathe in a minute. But um, what was I saying? Yeah, I just feel you need to find things that you like. And make no apologies for it. Stay with people that you like. And make no apologies for them. Cut out the fuckers who are putting you down. 
and have no apologies for it. And I mean that one there now. Because I know there are certain people listening to this that need me to tell them that. And that need someone to tell them. Not just me, but anyone to tell them that. Cut out the fuckers, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? There is no point being sad for the rest of your days because you are afraid to tell someone to take a fucking hike. A fucking hike, I say. Sorry, ma'am, for the cursing. And don't be afraid to give up hobbies too. Actually, the really important note. Because I feel like I have given up my music career a little bit. Maybe it'll come back, but I'm not forcing it to. I'm not going to force my myself to sit down at a piano and write music and waste hours on hours because it's an expensive... Oh, Jesus, I'm beeping again. If you accept a friend request from me... Oh, my God. I absolutely love when, like, mams um, send you stuff about scams. I really think that's so funny. I genuinely think it's so funny because it's like, look out for the scam. Don't add this person back on Facebook. Babe, I'm not on Facebook. Like, I'm on it, but I don't really give a shit about it. Um, anyway, doesn't matter. Sorry, side note. But say no to hobbies if you have to. If you want to, say no to them. Take up new hobbies. Say goodbye to old ones. Like, I really have lost all love for it. Like, I was actually thinking there, I don't think I've sang... I'm not counting pub gigs either because I don't really enjoy pub gigs. Like they're kind of annoying because either the crowd is dead or too hyper and you can never get a happy medium. And obviously with COVID, that might all change. Who knows? But like I haven't sang for the love of it in so long. I haven't played my guitar in so long. I'm, I'm out with creative ideas, to be honest. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm okay because... I have other things going on now and I'm happy. Maybe I'll do it again. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, that was my quarter life crisis. Here's to 25. Here's to good times. It all working out and good memories. Take what I've said now, guys. Listen to what I've said. Because I I wish someone had told me that when I was younger. I wish they had told me to those few things like listen to the red flags and talk it out with your family and just talk in general and know what you want and be clear and unapologetic on what you want. Now, excuse me, I'm going to bring my dear old doggy out for a drive. We're going to get some briquettes and we're going to have a nice night in. Aren't we, Albert? He rolled his eyes at me. Oh my God, he actually rolled his eyes. Holy moly. So I don't know what music I'm going to end this podcast on because I appear to have lost the MP3 file of Do It Right and I have no idea where it is. So I'm going to end this podcast without music because it's a metaphor for the story's not over yet. What bullshit. Anyway, um, I we're on midterm now cannot wait to just enjoy the time and to watch you and to watch Squid Game because apparently they're like two big ones that I need to watch in my life and I'm looking forward to it guys 
I hope you have a great, safe midterm. I hope you had a great bank holiday. If you're not on a midterm, soz, sucks to be you. But um, be safe out there. Please be mind yourselves when it comes to nights out. There are so many different scams and stories and spiking information going out on in the world. It's very scary. Please take care of yourself. Take care of your friends, which is really important as well. Don't leave a friend behind because... It does happen. Friends get left behind the whole time and it's really sad. And um, I know it's a pain in the arse to be babysitting a drunk friend or a friend who's had who's just been on it too hard. But you got to do it because they're your friends at the end of the day. They're your people. Protect them because pe- unfortunately we live in a world where predators will look for those people who have been dumped by their friends and will attack them or will prey on the weak so just mind them, mind yourself, mind your friends, have a great midterm, stay blessed, stay, uh, stay blessed, no stress, and I will see you when I see you.